It's too late to pull the wool over her eyes or take the blue pill. For Monique, what was once hidden is now revealed. Angels, aliens, dragons, deities, and more. Truth is disguised as myth. Supported with more than 100 photographs of hidden realms, unveiling is her visual paranormal and mystical journey to awakening. The book, Unveiling, Photographic Evidence of Hidden Realms, is by author Monique Cassells. Go to unveilingnow.com and purchase your copy today and get 50% off. That's unveilingnow.com. Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. Started working at the Rockwood Museum. The Rockwood was a creation of Mr. Joseph Shipley. He had the house built in the 1850s. He never married, and he died in 1867, and the house went up for auction. Mr. Edward Brankhurst Sr., a friend of the family, won the auction, and Edward Jr., and his wife, Anna, moved in along with his four children. Mary, Edward's oldest child, never married, and she lived at Rockwood until she died in 1965 at 100. In her will, she left Rockwood to a nonprofit. The museum's been open since 1976, and I came in 2001 to be the director of this museum. One time, I was closing the place up, and I go into every room to find out if everything is locked up. We have a tea room, and there's no doorway, there's curtains. I looked to my left, and sitting in one of the chairs in the tea room was this person. I thought that the staff hadn't asked him to leave. And so I looked, and I stared at him, and he looked at me. He didn't move. I suddenly got all chills all over me, and I, I, I turned away, and I said, I see you. And I turned back, and he was gone. That was the first time I'd actually saw a real full and flesh apparition. So I went downstairs and the ladies looked at me and they said, you saw a ghost, didn't you? I knew it was Edward and it totally unnerved me. two-time best-selling author and international speaker on intuition and you are listening to real paranormal activity podcast with aaron hunter welcome i'm aaron hunter purveyor of paranormal stories the occult and the unexplained welcome to rpa i hope you enjoy your stay Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, March 30th, 2020, episode 224. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, 
you know, Britt is uh, currently away for obvious reasons, and I hope everyone else out there is uh, currently doing okay. We are currently in uh, quarantine, and so we're staying away from everybody. We're just staying inside. Everything's a-okay. And with the miracle of the internet service, uh, she uh, made her packet and just emailed me. So we're going to do listener stories, and that's how she got her packet over to me. And Britt, if you're listening, thank you very much for doing that. Uh, You're always a great help. And so with that, I don't want to talk too much more about that subject because I'm sure uh, you guys had, uh, you know, enough of uh, the news. And there's a reason why you're here today, uh, because you want to listen to some uh, ghostly stories or maybe some interviews. But today we're going to do some more uh, listener stories. And if you want to tell your own story, as always, just send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com. And I'll read it off on a future episode. And always remember, we'll give you a nickname or we'll use your first name or whatever name you want us to use so it's a safe environment here no one is going to know who you are and also a friendly reminder tuesday is a brand new show of aaron's horror show with mr aaron Farrell. wednesday is a brand new show of terry's mysterious moments with terry from texas and as always remember the first friday of every month the new video shows come out and that's this friday and man so we should have something here for you this week at rpa network hopefully you find something uh, you like you know maybe not but or maybe you might like it all but we do appreciate you guys coming here every week and listening to the shows that we have we really appreciate you guys we love you guys and so with that i don't think there's any other announcements yeah we're we're okay we're hunkered down uh plenty of food plenty of water all that good stuff the hulu and netflix is all primed and ready (laughs) so we're set at least uh, Brett's not going to be eating all my fruit for a while, right? <laughs> just joking, Brett, if you're listening. And with that, let's just, uh, yeah, let's just get right down to the show. And you know what that means? Oh, yeah, man, say it with me, say it with me. To the story to end, follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fires are still going. We're going to be throwing some water on there, letting the smoke and uh open up the windows and let all that air out and we'll have the fans on because it is getting pretty warm over here but at nights it's uh, still kind of chilly but yeah i think it's time uh, for the fans to come on out and so with that grab a beanbag over there in the corner and find an empty spot on the floor and as always i'm gonna get beyond my desk here and get comfy and i already printed out brit's packet okay brit let's see what you got here man Thank you again for uh, taking the time out for that, Britt. Yeah, Britt does a lot around here, and uh, she's my right hand. You guys don't know it, but uh, you know she takes care of uh, the uh, the RPA um, Facebook page. She uh, goes into the email accounts and my email account, and she takes a look in there. Uh, she manages a lot of things, so yeah. <laughs> She's the backbone. All right. Wow. Okay. Oh man, we got a we got a long one here, and we got a got some medium sized ones. Okay. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's so good when it hits the lips, man. I tell you. All right. The first one. What do we got? Okay. This first one is by Shav. And it's titled, Who or What Was It? Okay, Shav. 
Let's see what you got, man. When I was about five years old, I saw what I thought was a ghost for the first time. I lived with my parents, now divorced, in Cocoa, Florida. I don't know why, but I was a very fearful child. I'm still scared of the dark at 32 years old. My dad wasn't home and my mom was asleep on the couch in the living room. I was thirsty, but I was too afraid to go in the kitchen to get a drink, so I tried to wake up my mom. She has always been a very sound sleeper, so even though I shook her, she wouldn't wake up. I decided I was going to be brave and get a drink myself, so and with all my courage, I walked to the kitchen. I stood in one entrance way into the kitchen. Our kitchen was small and led to a small open dining room. My plan was to walk through the kitchen and get a chair to stand on so I could reach the cups. Right before I was about to step into the kitchen, I saw a woman that looked exactly like my mom walk across the dining room. Her head was down and she looked so sad. She stopped in the middle of the doorway between the kitchen and dining room, looked at me, and then put her head back down and walked through the wall. I was terrified. I thought my mom had died. I ran back into the living room crying and shook my mom until she at least made a noise. A year or so ago, I asked someone who said she knows a little about this sort of thing, and she said it wasn't really a ghost. My dad is an alcoholic and was controlling and, at the time, was physically abusing my mom. She said it was my mom's stress and sadness that I saw. I asked another person what it could have been, and that person said that spirits take on forms that we know. I don't know who is right, but I will never forget what I saw. That's from Shaft. Shaft, thank you very much for uh, sharing that. Loved it. You know, this is a very unique uh, story. I've never, ever heard of anyone describing someone's feelings being projected so that, you know, you see an apparition of sorts. I never heard about that. But as I was reading this, I, that's what I thought. I thought it was, um, you know, the second cause where I read this quite often and I hear about it that, uh, you know, spirits take on the forms of your loved ones sometimes. And unfortunately, usually the, those spirits are mischievous. You know, they, uh, uh, they may want to do you harm. And sometimes they may mimic uh, the voices of your loved ones. You know, and sometimes your loved ones are not even in the house. You're you're in the house alone. All of a sudden, you hear your mom calling your name. <laughs> you know, it's just it's spooky. But yeah, I have never heard about that. And uh, who knows? You know, uh, maybe other cultures believe in that too, where your feelings project. You know, extreme feelings project. Um, you know, this sort of thing happening. That's interesting. Hey, Shav, thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very unique. I learned something today. I'm going to have to look into that. What do you guys think? Send me an email, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com. And I'm curious if anyone else out there who is listening 
uh, has heard something about that, or if you belong to a culture that, you know, uh, believes in that sort of thing. All right, what do we got here? What do we got next? This one is uh, by Warby, and it's just titled Ghost. Okay, Warby, let's see what you got, man. Back in the 1990s, I lived on Beach Avenue in Oldham, Lancashire, in the UK. When I moved into the house with my wife and four young daughters, things seemed to be working out quite well for us. But after a while, strange things started to happen every morning. The house alarm would go off at 5 a.m., and it was always the same sensor in the kitchen that was tripped. Sometimes I put the TV on upstairs for the children, but when they went up to watch TV, it had been switched off. One time when we were playing with the children outside, I saw the figure of a man just for a second at the window. I said to my daughter, I thought I told you to lock the back door and windows before we went outside. I rushed in, thinking it was an intruder, but there was no one inside. All the doors and windows were locked, so no one could have gotten in or out. A few weeks later, we got a little Yorkshire Terrier called Richie, and he would come upstairs at night and sleep on the bottom of our bed. One night, after we had finished watching TV, we decided to go to bed. I opened the door to the stairs and my wife and children went out to bed while I turned everything off and locked up. I went to the foot of the stairs and called Richie, but he didn't move. He stayed under his blanket. I called him again, but he just wouldn't move. So I went over to pick him up and he started to growl at me. As I put my hand closer to him, he snapped at me. I made a grab for him and managed to get him to the stairs, but when I put him down, he crouched down on the floor and wouldn't go upstairs. And so I threw his blanket onto the living room floor and he ran to it and stayed there all that night. Then one day, my brother came to stay for the Christmas holiday. We were talking and having a good time. My brother excused himself to go to the bathroom. A few minutes later, he came down and took me to one side and said, I've just came out of the bathroom and I saw a man in your bedroom looking out of the window. I asked him what did he look like and my brother said he could only see the back of the man but the man was bald. He wore a shirt with the sleeves rolled up, and trousers and braces. I asked him not to mention it to my wife as I didn't want her to be scared as sometimes I had to work at night. A few weeks passed without anything happening and then our niece came to visit and again she went upstairs but before she had got to the top she came running down screaming. At first she was too upset to speak but when she had calmed down she said that she had seen a man standing at the top of the stairs and once again he was wearing a shirt with rolled up sleeves and trousers with braces. I decided to ask my neighbors about who had lived in the house before us and one neighbor told us that a man had lived there 
and that he worked for the local council, driving a dustbin van. She said that he would get up at the same time every day to make his breakfast before going to work, which was 5 a.m. And when I asked her to describe him, she told us he wore a shirt with the sleeves rolled up, trousers and braces most of the time, as he loved tending his garden. And he would often chat to anyone who came by, as he was a very easygoing man and would help anyone out if he could. She told us that one day he went out to work and when dinner time came, she knew something was wrong as the man would come home for his dinner at the same time every day. But on this occasion, he didn't come home. It was only later that she found out that he had died while he was at work. I couldn't believe it, but it, it was true. I was so dumbfounded that the man had shown himself to members of my family. But I came to the conclusion that he meant no harm to me or my family. It didn't make it any easier sharing our home with him. But after all, it was his home first. And that was from Warby. Warby. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you very much for sharing that. I loved it. Um, first of all, I love the conclusion that he came to. I, I tell the audience this all the time when, you know, when something's not really bothering you, it's just being noisy. Or in this case, it looks like uh, he's hanging up, hanging around upstairs, but he's not doing anything to you, right? And it sounds like he's not even making noises. He's just hanging around up there. And yeah, so uh, you don't have to worry about it. I love it how, you know, you first see him in the window and then your brother who came over for the Christmas holiday, he's the first one who can describe him and just sees him standing there in front of the window with his back towards him. And then, of course, you say you don't want to tell your wife. But I also love it that your niece came over. You didn't tell your niece about this and you didn't tell your wife about it. And your niece comes screaming. She says, there's a man up there. And she describes him exactly the way your brother describes it. And then you go to your neighbor, right? And you just ask your neighbor. And your neighbor describes this guy, too. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's cool. Warby, thank you very much for uh, sharing. Love this story. <laughs> oh, man, that's great stuff. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, uh, my mouth still gets drier. Uh, dry air around here still, you know? All right, what do we got here? Oh, wow, this is a, this is a long one here. This one is by Rocks Girl, and it's titled Childhood. Okay, Rocks Girl, let's see what you got, man. What I am about to relate is a compilation of stories, events, that happened to me and my family members back in the mid-80s to early 2000s. I come from a very large family, ten children altogether, but the eldest three are half-siblings for my father. We lived in a rural area of Kentucky with an unpaved one-lane road and our nearest neighbors were several acres away. We were a rather strange group, very religious. 
and my six full siblings and I were all homeschooled. We lived in a small trailer on a retired farm. The old farmhouse, my father's childhood home, was still standing, but my father refused to live in it. He never explained why to any of us. It was simply used for storage or when we didn't have room in the trailer for an activity. I will give a short description of the house to make it easier to understand parts of the story. The house is two stories and a half basement. The back door that we use most often opens into the kitchen area. Straight ahead is a swinging door that opened into the dining room. To the right is a doorway leading to the hallway. This hallway leads to first the master bedroom, on the right then the door to the basement, also on the right and then into the living room at the very end. The living room leads back to the dining room on the left and at the far right is a staircase to the second floor. At the end of this staircase is a second door to the master bedroom. Upstairs there is a small room across from the head of stairs and two other bigger bedrooms, one left and one right. The left hand bedroom was over the downstairs bedroom and the right hand bedroom was over the living room. Far left past the left hand bedroom is the attic entrance, which is an unfinished room that allows access to a crawl space under the roof and storage space. The basement is just one big open space except for the old coal room underneath the front porch. It is also important to note that the entire house was full of clutter. My father would never throw anything away. Each room had a few paths between old furniture and boxes of books, magazines, knickknacks, etc, etc. Footsteps. I can't remember if I was born at the time this event occurred, but I have been told this story many times. Classes were held in the master bedroom downstairs. This room was not as cluttered as the others. While everyone was sitting at their desks and studying quietly, there was suddenly the sounds of heavy footsteps walking up the stairs on the other side of the wall. The footsteps then sounded in the left-hand bedroom over their heads and a sound like boots being kicked off and onto the floor was heard. And then, silence. My oldest full brother looked to my mother and said, I told you. He had been in the old house alone studying previously and had the same sounds. Our parents hadn't believed him. Perfume and the man. My oldest sister would also go into the house by herself to practice on the old piano. That sat in the living room. Several times while she was playing, she told us that she would wish to herself that our deceased paternal grandmother, who had lived in the house almost until the day she died, could have been there to hear her play. She told us that immediately after thinking this, that she would smell grandma's perfume as if she had come into the room. None of our grandmother's perfume bottles were still in the house to cause this smell. After this happened a few times, my sister became nervous about being alone in the old house. She started to take me with her when she went to practice. 
I don't remember it myself because I was only three or four, but she says that one day I snuck away and tried to go upstairs. She had seen me walk towards the stairs, so she followed me and found me about halfway up. She asked me in a playful, stern voice, Where do you think you're going? To which I replied, uh, the, the man told me to go there and pointed to the top of the stairs. She then hastily snatched me up and left the old house. I'm not sure where these next events fit in chronologically, but it seems like they were before the perfume and the man events happened. Our father would often go to the old house to get away from the noise and crowded conditions in our trailer. On two separate occasions, two different older sisters would go to the old house to fetch something. We kept extra groceries and such there, and would have to knock on the back door so that our father would let them in. Each sister said that a male voice that sounded just like our father would answer the knock, and then they would hear footsteps coming towards the door. Just when the steps were almost to the door, another sibling would shout out from across the yard, Daddy's not over there. Neither sister waited to see who would have answered the door. Mr. Blue. A few years later, the sister just older than me went into the house to fetch something for our father. He had some friends over that day, and they were target practicing in the backyard of the old house. She was standing in the kitchen facing the door to the hallway when a young man with blonde hair and wearing a blue t-shirt and khaki pants walked from the master bedroom and turned down the hall towards the living room, stepping over the board placed at an angle between the basement door and the wall. My father was afraid thieves would break in through the basement. She didn't really think anything of it, assuming that it was one of my father's friends. However, when she asked him who that was that is inside, he told her that no one was in there. This sister is the only one of us that ever saw the ghost, and we nicknamed it Mr. Blue because of the blue t-shirt. Scraping Chair When I was about 10, I was sent to the old house by my mother to fetch some flour for the dessert she was baking. I had been hearing these stories all my life, so I didn't like to go in the old house by myself. It always felt like someone was watching you. On this errand, I opened the back door and quickly ran to the pantry on the left side of the kitchen to get the bag of flour. I had just picked up the bag and was turning to leave when a scraping sound started right over my head. It was just like the sound of a chair scraping the floor as it is pushed back from a table, except it lasted much longer. It would have been coming from the small room at the head of the stairs, which was full of junk and no furniture. I did not investigate, but I know there was no one else in there because we only had two sets of keys for that house, and I had one, and the other was still on the peg at the trailer. Screaming Cat After hearing the chair, I started to take one of our numerous cats with me when I had to go to the old house. The cats would sometimes be okay, 
and wander around the room as I got whatever I needed and other times the cat would not go in at all. Once I had taken in a cat that was a little more adventurous and he went all the way upstairs. I had heard his light weight bounce up the stairs from the kitchen. I wasn't really worried because I knew he would come back when I called. A few seconds later I heard the crashing sounds of boxes or clutter hitting the floor upstairs and the cat began to meow in a very frightened way. I was too scared to go check on him by myself so I ran to the trailer and got my father to go back with me. When we re-entered the old house uh, the cat was sitting on the kitchen counter cleaning himself and did not look in the least bit scared. My father and I investigated the upstairs we found nothing knocked over or out of place at all. My father never really believed that I had heard it. And that's from Rocks Girl. Rocks Girl, thank you very much for sharing that. Man, <laughs> what a childhood. Way out there in the country, huh? Yeah, you yeah, you got a big family, that's for sure. What can I say? Hey, great stories. Loved it. Um one thing I will say, you described the um, the house, the old farmhouse. That sounds a lot of like the a lot like the old farmhouse I stayed at. I don't know if you might know my story, but I stayed at an old farmhouse in Minnesota. And yeah, that it sounds maybe a tad bigger than the the house I was at, but yeah, I can uh, I can relate to this old farmhouse. But yeah, I knew something was up when uh, when you mentioned that you guys are staying in this small trailer and your father wouldn't doesn't want to live in that farmhouse and he never would mention why he doesn't want to stay in that farmhouse <laughs> well now we know right yeah very cool thank you very much for sharing that and that's it guys for the packet um thank you very much for you know coming here uh every week and listening and remember you know, Tuesday is a brand new show of Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Frail. Wednesday, brand new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And this Friday, all the brand new video shows are releasing. So, you know, hopefully you find something. And also, since we're all stuck inside nowadays, uh, you know, maybe now's a good time to binge listen, watch some of the old shows. If you haven't gotten the chance, you might find an old gym in there that you might really enjoy. Who knows, right? And also, if uh, you, uh, you, some of you guys like to uh, listen to some of these audio platforms, you know, such as Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, go ahead and add us to your favorites in case uh, you get tired of listening to music, you want to get your spook on. We're right there. You don't have to change uh, into, you know, go someplace else. Uh, of course, you can always go to realparanormalactivity.com. You can always get the free RPA app. And also, if you use a podcast catcher, if you haven't added us yet, you know, do a search for us and add us, and we'll be in your library. And so with that, guys, be safe out there. I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself at Britt, and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And, man, we love you. Oh, yeah, we do. As always... Thank you.